Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Before we get into tonight's episode, we want to remind all of those listening on Apple Podcasts to drop us a five-star review. It helps us grow as a podcast and build our audience. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, follow us, and don't forget to share with friends and family who might have a little bit of the strange in them as well. And while you're on those socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, be sure to find us, Fear and Beer Pod. Give us a like, share, and you can always message us. We'd love to interact with all you guys. Like we talked about last week, we are starting our one of our two pretty big episodes we got the squeaky chair in action <laughs> we're all good over in this end yeah how did i get stuck with the squeaky chair because i don't sit still so no, yeah <laughs> i'm always the one that like moves around and shifts Scooting around and... well let's oh, well. not waste any time it happens we are hanging out interviewing chatting with justin lukowitz yes nice you get got it first it. try got it. It. perfect Perfect. Wow. He's a lighting technician for the beloved Halloween Horror Nights. So, somebody to talk to, someone to chat, some of the insights of that aspect to the event. And, you know, something that we talked about previously, I don't want to say it goes like unnoticed, but it's one of those things that when you're looking at everything overall as a big scheme, saying you were watching a movie, most people aren't going to just point out and be like, ooh, the sound is really good. You know, the lighting is really They overall look at and be like, oh, that was really cool. But we want to dive into like a real intricate aspect of the event and, and kind of indulge a little bit on that and, and give it the, the credit it's due, I'd say. And legitimize our podcast, too. <laughs> yeah. Know, point, and make us seem like a little bit more important. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into that, we're not going to stray from the path of beer. Of course not. Thankfully, Justin's also a beer drinker, which, funny enough, an hour, two hours ago or so, before we started recording, we actually ran into each other at the liquor store getting beer for the episode. So, <laughs> that was a good way to start it off. So, want to go into what beer we're drinking Yeah, tonight, let's, let's talk about what we got tonight. And I'm a mooch tonight. I didn't bring anything, but that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll get everybody back the next time. <laughs> but we, uh, we have something from Rogue Brewing called Colossal Claude. Candy art's really cool. It's uh, a sea, yeah, sea dragon, a sea dragon, the Japanese style sea dragon. It's a Gyarados. Uh, Gyarados for all you Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon fans out there. Um, it's an Imperial India Pale Ale, so it's a double double IPA. Just from first glance, eight point two by volume, seventy five IBU. So it, it, you're gonna get the standard double IPA. I've had a few Rogue before, not this one in particular. Uh, I think the one everybody probably recognizes is. I think it's Dead Guy Ale, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. It's the one with the little like dead skeleton pope guy in the can. Yep. Um, that's the one that everybody kind of knows. So this will be kind of interesting to try for the first time. They're based out of Oregon. Not a lot to say on their website, uh, other than the fact that you know this is what we are, this is what we do. Um, so if you haven't had Rogue before, I think it's pretty widely distributed. Obviously, it's from Oregon. We're in Florida. It's across the country, so if we can get it, I'm sure anybody can get it if you know if if you look hard enough. But um, I'm gonna crack this open, give it a shot, tell you how I feel about it, and we'll ask the other two how they feel about it. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm just reading the back of it now, and it says it's. I mean, it's they got Cascade, Chinook, Citra, and 
strata hop. So this is thing, it's gonna have a lot of different tastes in there. A lot of citrus, a lot of malt, tropical. I haven't had it yet, but I just I'm getting those vibes of like that New England style IPA. Yeah, it's it's a double. It's it's gonna be relatively fruity. Um, it's not a NEPA or not any IPA, New England IPA. So it's not gonna be hazy. Probably won't be as sweet, even though they're not typically sweet. Nipas tend to be a little bit sweeter because they tend to be fruitier, but this one's definitely going to have a lot of citrus in it. Um, pretty tropical. And it's also going to have that West Coast piney uh, to it as well. So when you have four different hot hops like that, you tend to get a huge range in palate. So it'll be interesting to really to try. I mean, I, I've had a few that have a lot more hops. I'm typically not one to go after IPAs with more than three or four hops in it. So this one's a little different. But, you know, that's just my own personal, personal opinion. Taste. I'm still an IPA hop head. True so true. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a bro when it comes to that, that's for <laughs> sure. So This thing's giving me a lot of head. It's talking. So. Yeah, I think it's partially because they're not super cold. super cold, but that's fine. I mean, you don't, you shouldn't drink, you shouldn't drink craft beer at like 30 degrees. You should drink it at, you know, 45, 40, 48. Fun fact, if you go over anywhere, anywhere outside of the United States and you drink a beer in anywhere in Europe basically it's served at room temperature yeah like it, not, no beer is ever served chilled there that's a that's an American macro lager thing yeah. so when anybody tells you oh my beer is going to be ice cold well you're kind of ruining the flavor of the beer but that's you know that's just you know not, none of my business yeah, alright cheers 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 that's not bad it's definitely a lot more west coast than I was expecting no yeah. um, it's, it's really piney really resiny a- very upfront like hop taste and that's because mellows out a lot yeah I mean when they cut so Imperial is the label is kind of exactly what it sounds like it's it's just it's a label it's not necessarily something that's scientifically you know different from a traditional IPA it just means they use double the amount of hops that they typically would Mm -hmm. so in their standard IPA they use a certain amount in their Imperial they use double that amount and they call it an Imperial IPA for that reason but with the four different hops, you can definitely you can definitely tell that there's a lot of competing mm-hmm. avenues yeah, it's like on the palate. Trying to be the dominant one. Um, that, that pine at the end, though, is, is what sits on your tongue. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, according to the can, it's very citrusy. But to me, I don't get as much citrus. Yeah, I don't get as much citrus. I think it's definitely more of the pine resin, from at least from my perspective. Um, again, I'm always talking about Treehouse. I'm a Treehouse guy. Um, they have a they have one called Sap. And this is definitely reminiscent of Sap, even though this has more hot variety than, than sap does but all in all i enjoy it um like i said i'm an ipa guy so this would probably be a three for me three out of five but not asking everybody to rate it you don't have to rate it <laughs> my way of explaining to the people whether they should try something or not but you know if it's an ipa i'm typically going to recommend it so no well i guess before we jump all from our beer into the fear what's uh what's your kind of go-to for beers what are your any like fall specials that kind of you gear towards I'm a huge I'm a pumpkin head guy that's like tried and true I'm from we're from Massachusetts originally so Maine kind of being close enough to us that's my that's my go to yearly so anything that you're well I'm pretty sure pumpkin head is like nationally distributed it is, now, but so it's, no, it's, it's nice not a macro beer yeah. not saying that but yeah. it's definitely more of a widely distributed beer but it's also only a fall beer a little bit of a homer but you well hey, I'm a homer <laughs> too it's fine we're all homers yeah I do enjoy the pumpkin head Pretty much anything you can make a black and tan with about that time of year. Mm. I enjoy doing that. Uh, pumpkin. 
Oh yeah, the southern pumpkin tier. Is good stuff. It's yep. like the pumpkin it's pie, probably like imperial the, the go-to. Yeah, we've had that had that at least on one one episode. And then back in the um, fall. Yeah, so anything pumpkin for me is I'm definitely I'm a basic bitch in that <laughs> sense. Oh, like yeah. I love I pumpkin, pumpkin anything. Um, so you could you know I'll, I'll other have, than coffee, I don't drink coffee, but. Any pumpkin, any pumpkin beer, mm-hmm. I'm typically gonna try at I, least once. I only drink pump or coffee during the fall. Like if they if they had pumpkin spice like deodorant and pumpkin spice like mouthwash, <laughs> soap. soap, toothpaste, I like, would use it. Yeah, just sign me up. <laughs> Get me like a pumpkin spice subscription box and send me a different item every month, and I'll be there. The uh, New Belgium uh, Atomic Pumpkin oh, is probably. I'm not sure. I, I haven't had tried that one. one of the better ones. I uh, might have to look for that. That have come out recently. They brought it back this year, and uh, the year before, or last year, it was either they didn't release it, or it was very hard to find, and then the year before was the first time we ever saw it, and we just fell in love with it, because it has a spice to it. I'm going to write that one down. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard of that before. I do like the spice aspect on things, too. All right, so I guess we'll just jump into it, Let's, and we're going to try to keep some like chronological order of things, I guess, so we'll we'll kind of start in the beginning, so... I mean, where where'd you go to school? Did you go to school for like film? And I went to school for film, so I know like lighting from that aspect. But was that something that you were gearing towards back then? Oh yeah, I I moved down here in about two thousand two, and I went to uh, Full Sail. Mm-hmm. I took uh, their film and video program. Okay. It was then. It was a thirteen month accelerated um, associate's degree. So I wrapped that up pretty quick. Really enjoyed doing the lighting in the lighting shops. So I got like 100% on my grip test. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, and all, it, all the test was, here's the Matthews uh, catalog. Here's part of it. Memorize everything. <laughs> and then the the test was a packet of pictures from the manual, and you had to fill in the names. Yeah. Done. And <laughs> nailed it. I can't remember anything, but I remembered every piece of equipment in that book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm definitely. I, 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 again, I'm not from that avenue of career choice. Like I know that, like I said, Nick Spend, he's a com- film major, communications major. Um, I'm way outside the realm. I'm a criminal justice, behavioral health, uh, behavioral health, behavioral science major. So I'm in this for like the fun of it and just how much I enjoy horror um, and enjoy uh, just the feeling of being scared. Um, I'm sure Nick and I will get into it at some point tonight. Yeah. But how we used to do our own oh boy haunted walk for <laughs> oh, many years. Nice. Um, so yeah. we'll talk about that, I'm sure. But uh, so yeah, for me, it's just kind of an interesting thing. Um, so it's really kind of cool to. It, it's going to be cool to hear from your perspective as far as how a lot of this is put together. Um, obviously, you're very you're, you're one part of a whole, but every part needs to come together oh, yes. um, in some way to it's make it work. Too. And we've said it before in other podcasts. For me at least subconsciously a lot of what makes a house scary is combine the lighting with the sound with the ambiance and obviously you throw in the scare actors there and they need to be part of it but there's definitely um you need to have some sort of environment that's conducive to that feeling so i think that's where it's really kind of interesting for me but so you're a transplant to Florida like we are? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Where were you from originally? I'm from Newcastle, Delaware. Oh, okay. All so right. you're not that Just much. a little bit up yeah, farther from us. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. All right. So you went, so from Full Sail, did you go right to Universal? What were you doing? I did not. I decided to stay down here 
because there was nothing for me back home. I could either go back and work at a bank or work at a plant and go (laughs) do some oil refining. Yeah. Both great (laughs) options. It's so good. It's so so fun. (laughs) Or be a teacher. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there was money in, in, in the oil business, but um, I, I totally understand the idea of like, you know, I just want to do something that's interesting and what interests me. I, I mean, you hate to be stuck in a, in a, in a, in a dead end job. So it's kind of, it's, it's cool that, um, you know, when you get a chance to really get involved with something that you're interested in, not just for a paycheck, I guess is, is, is the point. And I think everybody says that and it's like, you know, oh, you know, everybody says that, but I think really does say something. I guess let me just reiterate the question Nick asked. So you, you you started with Universal from the beginning, or did you work for somebody else doing lighting? I actually, after I graduated, I it was the placement wasn't very great at the school, and they don't uh, you'd have to move, and yeah. and then there wasn't much in town. So I like I got a job right away until I could find just something. Guess, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm like working. The back stock room at JC Penney uh, and yeah. Altamont Mall. Hey, whatever. <laughs> we've, the we've, all, we've all been yeah. there. Four o'clock in the morning to dump the truck. We've all been. I did. I did, I did Best Buy for seven years. Yeah. I worked in a corn maze. That's true. You yes. did work in a corn maze. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, hey, I, I feel like those like dead end jobs that like well, are placeholders for us at the time. Like those build like. But the, some ma- of the I mean, strongest let's be honest. The maze. Stuff. The maze was fun. The maze was pretty. You cool. enjoyed the maze. I mean, I mean yeah. sidebar. It's corn maze. It, it, we, I don't so like... there's a there's a there's a glorified petting zoo in, in Massachusetts <laughs> where we're from, and it's funny. It's, it's ironic. My wife now. worked there for years. He worked in the maze for years, and it's definitely one of those things where like it's super overpriced, but because it's in the middle of nowhere, Massachusetts, like. It makes tons of business. Oh, it's insane. It, like, it's in crazy how much business it does. I think it's like $100 for a family of four to go there now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. For, for it's, a petting zoo. It's an all-day thing. But but I feel like those those jobs definitely like give you some of like the best stories. Oh, like, yeah, you know, for like, sure. You meet friendships for life. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny how those like, you know, I mean, I think Kevin Smith did it the best with Clerks where it's like oh, yeah. it's just a nothing job and there's so much to it. But yeah, so jumping around from there and then getting into Universal then. So what did you start with uh, in Universal, I guess? I started right in the uh, entertainment projects department. Some people start in like attractions and things like that to get their foot in the door. And I had some friends that actually that already worked there. And I actually got like right in to the middle of it. I got dropped right into uh, HHN Streets install like oh nice the first month i was there looked out on that one then <laughs> so at that point was hhn like a thing you were a fan of at the time already or was that yes yeah nice. yeah i uh started going pretty much as soon as i moved down here uh i made some friends at school and they're like oh we have to go to halloween horror nights it's so cool and uh, i don't i kind of remember i don't remember if i went in 2012 or 2013 because that was so long ago now. <laughs> um, and I couldn't even tell you what the houses were. Or, right. But I remember walking around and like having a great time. And then some of my family came down and we went in 2014 and had a blast. And that was, I think it was both parks. Yeah, I forget when they did Islands. I know they did Islands in like... It was... 06? Or it was just Islands. Oh, I'm sorry, 06. I'm like, I know at one point they used the Spider-Man character. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, I think that was no before I went. Yeah, yeah, they bounced around from islands there because I think my first year was 
25, which yeah, was like not far, like not that long into it, but that was before I was living down here too. So I think the first three years of HHN, I would fly down for like my birthday weekend in September, do one night and then finally move down. So I got to actually enjoy it for more than just the, the one night. Cause even those, those events that I went to, like I vaguely remember mm-hmm. houses, scare zones, but like, you know, I didn't do the express stuff. So like I didn't get through all of them. And then it was just kind of, you know, a, a blur. I, looking back, I can pick out the ones like, oh, I did that, I did that. But it's it's kind of tough remembering all those ones. Outside of HHN, were there other, like, Halloween events, horror events, haunted house events that you kind of grew up going to or enjoyed as a, you know, is he, you know, back before you even moved to Florida and kind of decided that's what you, you know, you really wanted to work on that type of thing or? Um, not until later probably around high school they actually opened a a seasonal uh fright attraction uh in another town and like everybody would go work there and that was like the thing to do and it was really hard to get in uh, and i was i thought it'd be cool but we ended up just going and it's kind of like a carnival with like a haunted corn maze mm. and uh, yeah I f- so that was kind of fun to do i feel like and maybe this is just because I'm from the Northeast, but I feel like, not that the Northeast has like a monopoly on haunted attractions, but every region seems to have like their own like thing, I yeah. guess is the best way to put it. Like they have their own style. Yeah. Like New England, we grew up going to Spooky World yeah. and like you know, farm places like that, or Neshoba Valley had, you know, a haunted attraction. But then, like, you, you go to other parts of the country, and they have the same type of thing, but there's different styles. Like, yeah. here, I've seen drive through haunted attractions. I've seen, you know, haunted hospitals in mm-hmm. certain places, which you don't really have up north. Like, I know, at least for us, up there, it was uh, haunted hayrides were a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I've been going, I mean, I've been doing these type of things since I was a little kid. I mean, we went to Spooky World when I was probably <laughs> too young to go to Spooky World, but we, we did. Uh, my That's grandparents, why we turned out the way we did. <laughs> well, my grandparents worked it, so it's like, you know, starts in small little farming community in the middle of nowhere and becomes this gigantic business model um, that now that's repeated everywhere. And obviously, Halloween Horror Nights is like the premiere at this point, I would assume. I, I mean, I, I've never been to Knott's Berry Farm, but I, I don't know if it holds a candle to, yeah, <laughs> to what Universal does. No, I mean, just based off of the, the connections that Universal can acquire. Yeah. It's just kind of, it, it's unattainable i think to try and catch them at this point unless right somebody steps in unless you know disney finally figures it out <laughs> they're well, like wait adults want money too but they're disney, not going disney to. won't do it because disney's again very i don't want to say it's like specifically designed for kids but they think they, they do it with families in mind yeah. and universal doesn't have that no they'd like, rather hamstring have that like they can do what lockdown. they want so i guess going back to the whole like coming out of school going towards universal and stuff like that if there were any like aspiring technicians or people that want to get in towards like that creative aspect at universal behind all that stuff what what kind of like direction would you suggest they go towards you know what what's good stuff to have on like the resume or portfolio like anything like that that you could kind of share about like that's kind of um there's lots of ways to go to get there i would say that i got lucky yeah (laughs) um I knew some people and I had a little bit of experience, so I started kind of at the bottom, you know, doing the installs and uh, I, everything I learned pretty much 
uh, I learned at the park. Yeah. Like how to uh, work live events, kind of, and then I was doing side jobs for another uh, lighting house locally, and I would go do jobs for them. I learned a little bit there and a little bit here. And I kind of, you just pick up on things and you learn, learn what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And right. Yeah, someone will show you one thing and then. And then there's some people who uh, have come in with just years and years of doing other live events and things like that. And they kind of, you know, they have that knowledge already and they can pick up on it pretty quick mm -hmm. and they kind of, they can get in there. Yeah. Um, right. I would assume the industry is rather varied in the sense that like what you do currently is a lot different than someone that says lights, like conventions or lights, stage type shows, or I mean, is, is, is it kind of all the same avenue or is like, there, is there like different avenues you can kind of go down with the same type of technology? The, the cool thing is, is like we do with hot, with Halloween and really almost every event in the park, there's a live show aspect to it. Right. And you kind of have to think about you're doing this like, um, like a show for everyone mm -hmm. and there people are coming in and out and seeing it. So right. it has that, you got to think about people are only like seeing this for like, like a couple minutes at a time. Uh, they got to get their pictures in and things like that. So you got to think of it as a live show aspect. And then, and then from the creative aspect, you got to think of things that how everyone else is going to look at it. Yeah. Or hear it and see it yeah that makes sense and so with that like the whole creative aspect and stuff like that, that's what I'm I'm really curious about too with the whole so let's just say like a, a scare zone or whatever like that how far out do you generally like get the this is what this scare zone is going to be or even start house. plan or house yeah, I mean like how, like, how far I, I guess out? I guess the, the overall question nothing not yeah. interrupt, but the overall question is 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 HHN planning like a year-round like is it a Absolutely. job year round for you? Like you do specifically Halloween Horror Nights and you just work twelve months on it's, it, or is it? It's getting that way. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I would um, assume so. I mean, I, I guess I'm rather new to it. Like last year was the not last year, huh. year before was the first time I'd ever gone. Um, so for me, it, it felt like that. It felt like it's something you guys are constantly working on year year in year out. There's no off time for it, even though it's only like a month, two month long event. You're still working on it twelve months out of the year. So for the for the creative side, it's absolutely a year-round thing. There yeah. are people who the events just opening and they are on the next thing. Ready for mm -hmm. next year. They are on the next thing. Um, the the technical side, we kind of stay within that year. Mm -hmm. uh, we get information in between the early spring okay. uh, time, and then we kind of go from there. Yeah. So around that, like so, like Marchish or so is like when you'll start kind of getting the this is what we're doing. So then, what's the process of like just pick one scare zone? I guess do you follow their direction of like, hey, this is how we want it lit, or do you kind of read? Is there like a treatment of said zone or house? And you're like, I think you know the dark tones or purple tones, or I, I think this will fit better for this or, story. Or do they just say like, this is X Y Z movie? This is what we're theming it around. Go wild. <laughs> or like, yeah, like, well, like if it say say it is, you know, like looking back on like a couple of the last years, like you know, like a Killer Clowns or Ghostbusters, is that something where you go back and watch the movie and try to emulate 
those scenes or those colors. But or... that brings up a whole other discussion too. Yeah, and we can get into that. But like you know, with the properties like that, I'm sure there's got to be some sort of like we have to follow a certain framework because of the fact that we're paying for rights for this particular house or whatever. So I'm sure there's got to be like, is there a difference between? I guess going along with your question, is there a difference between like in like a custom like like a um, internal property like an IP versus a um, like what do you call it there? <laughs> what is the what is the term? Oh, the original's not like an original idea. <laughs> is like a difference. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot to that to, in that question, but yes. Um, so we'll kind of get like a rundown of. For me personally, I mm-hmm. uh, I stick with uh, the streets. Oh, all the scare zones. Yeah. And I'll get a rundown of what the scare zones are, what they're gonna be, and then. Depending on who designs it, um, you get kind of a layout of what they want to see out there and what's going to be out there. And then if there's like specific ideas, then we'll talk about that. And then a lot of the times I kind of just get to go crazy with it yeah. and just yeah. do, do what I want. So it's one yeah. of those things where it's like you'll get the, you kind of read what it's going to be and you're like, something clicks and you're like, I'm going with this. Like I could be sitting in a meeting and they could be talking about whatever scare zone or something it's going to be and i can i kind of have a vision i just pop pop up in my head yeah and so i'll do an initial like an initial design Mm -hmm. and then i'll take it to the director and we'll sit down and have a meeting and we'll talk about we'll talk about different aspects of the zone and what he thinks and what he wants to see and uh and i meld pretty good with uh my director usually so we're kind of on the same page and we have the same ideas and yeah. he usually like, he's like oh that's great I love that mm-hmm. so I, it's it kind of makes my job a lot easier because I yeah, don't have to go I back yeah you don't have to start uh, from scratch or be like oh you know and a lot of time it's like man you do whatever like it, like I, I trust you yeah I mean at this point <laughs> yeah, once you've done it cool. so many years it's kind of like it, he doesn't have to watch over it right anymore, and no. I think it allows you a little more artistic freedom too when it comes to that like you can definitely feel like you're you have more avenue that you can kind of go down as far as how you want it to look. And then knowing that your director will, will sign off on it. And I think it's the most insane thing because with scare zones, there isn't, there is way less time for us to put scare zones in than Mm -hmm. there is houses Yeah, because it's out in the park. Right. The stuff can only be out there for so long. Right the weather there's so much playing against us and it's just amazing how we don't have everything turned on and ready to go until like days before the event opens and there's no time to change it (laughs) yeah right yeah no you're in at that point i just can't believe that like i get this freedom to do (laughs) that and like they they really trust me (laughs) doing something right i guess right right that is crazy too so because i can't remember if like correct me if i'm wrong do they announce all like all houses, all scare zones, everything 100% before events? Or is there sometimes like, let me say there's like a couple original scare zones, they just like, nah, they don't like explain it. I can't remember in, in like, particular. Yeah, the scare zones get announced pretty late in the game. Okay. Because everyone's super excited about the, yeah. the houses. And yeah. yeah. Those are the big ones. Yeah. Because like, so. you obviously wouldn't want to set up the scare zones too early before, especially if they're not announced, and then be like, oh, spoiled. Like, pictures here and right like, oh, and that's a that's a reason why like certain things don't go up um or they they go up super late uh they keep uh they keep the secrets mm-hmm. 
So sometimes it makes my life kind of hard. I'm like, oh, they need to please bring this in. Yeah. yeah. So I can focus. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely got to be a lot of, how, I mean, how stressful is that aspect of like the confidentiality aspect of, I mean, does that play any part or is it just kind of like you're immune to it at this point because you've been doing it for so long? Yeah, it's kind of easy because you don't really talk to many people about it. Yeah. So when you when it comes to like designing, say a scare zone, do you like I, maybe just give me like a little more technical than our audience really wants to hear? But like, are you using CAD of some kind to CAD up a design, or are you just kind of like breaking it, like breaking down what you're going to use for for equipment and where it's going to go and how you know your color spectrums you're going to use? Like again, like I said, I'm not a technical. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of technical, but really uh, like high level view. So I was. You know, is there anything that you, any type of process that you use as far as laying all that out? Uh, in the beginning, I would just take, I would take the treatment and I would just like write down where I wanted things um, and then do like a pull sheet. So we mm-hmm. could pull everything and then it'd be a lot of just like pointing, like let's put this here and let's put yeah. this here. Um, recently, in the last couple of years, I've gotten a lot better at CAD, so I would take the CAD of the zones from the designers, mm-hmm. bring that into my CAD program, and I would, I can, now I can drop all the lights in, and yeah. I, can, I can put them in 3D, and I can focus them, and right. see exactly see what I need like. yeah. out there, and it saves us a lot of time out on install. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's tough, especially like with scare zones. So like, I mean, there's really no structure, so you do have essentially free reign of where you want to put certain lights or, or you know overhangs and stuff like that is it to an extent you know, say is there restrictions on that um sometimes it depends on what they uh want out in the scare zone and we can kind of like add to that mm-hmm. there's like restrictions uh in the streets and things like that we have to think about because mm-hmm. um, we all we're also operating during the day yeah so it has to still be you know, I guess functional as a clear pathways yes. and stuff like that as well. So that, that can definitely get into the way. I guess. So, what are some of the stuff that you've worked on? We were talking earlier. What what's some of the past scare zones and stuff that you've that definitely stick out to you that you've worked on? What's your favorite? Yeah, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. That, I'm sure it's a long laundry list because I mean, scare zones. Honestly, like I love the houses and stuff like that too. But I could be just as happy to go for a night. And just grab a couple beers, walk throughout the scare zones, and and still have a better time if you know than most yeah, people I, going through houses. I mean, just from experience. I mean, two years ago we would go quite a bit, and I, I think there were some nights we I just enjoyed walking around, yeah, having a couple snacks, a drink, maybe doing a house. But if, if a house is under fifteen or twenty, I mean, with the frequent fear pass, it's not. You know, you, you don't feel bad. It's kind of like an annual pass. Like, if you go for a night and you don't hit a house or if it's too yeah, you busy. Don't feel bad. You just come back. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll be here tomorrow. So, like, all the people that are willing to wait, you know, three hours for Stranger Things, then, like, cool. Like, you can wait. I'm going to go grab a pumpkin head and I'm just going to go hang out yeah. in, like, the Rob Zombie Zone. Yeah, of course, <laughs> for sure. Even though, no offense, I wasn't a huge, huge Rob <laughs> Zombie fan, but. I'm not a fan of Rob Zombie. Yeah. The zone for me was a little... Yeah. That was actually a lot of fun to do. I, I, I can imagine it was really <laughs> fun to put together. Because um, you... Um, that's one of those easy ones where you get... You watch his videos and you get a color palette. So you know right, exactly. style. Yeah. You just... Uh, yeah. I do enjoy... I don't get to do as many IPs as 
the house designers do. Yeah. So I kind of get excited when, when the they one comes in because <laughs> it's not like lazy, but I kind of get a jumping off off point. Yeah. So I yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't call it lazy. I think they do like you said. I think it it totally opens up a, a whole realm of ideas for you. Like whereas like with a with a you know a custom idea, you have to really think about. How do we want to light it? What colors do we want to use? Whereas when you have Zara, like you just said, when you watch a you know Dragula video, you're like, oh, I know exactly what we're gonna do. Yeah. Like, this is gonna be so easy to light, um, and you can kind of go wild with it. And it's so you can you know you're gonna get that you have that cal- that color palette, but then you have the fact that this is sitting in the middle of a theme park, <laughs> and then you have to think about where are you gonna put these lights to get this look that's right. in this music video. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of difficult. You kind of got to get creative. And there's only so many places you can put lights. Yeah, they're right. gonna be and and, and camouflage usually, them too, right? I mean, and I'm usually and shooting power. From, usually shooting from like 60, 70 yeah feet right uh, with a light and trying to uh, get this look <laughs> right. Now you now along with that. So Rob Zombie scares is a good, a good example. Are you doing? separate setups for the scare actors or for like the act like the, the dancers the and the actors and the stuff. set pieces and all the ambient like all the ambient light as well or are they like all kind of like in one, one design big one big design like are you layering the design i do layer so i take um what's gonna what i know is gonna be there mm-hmm. um and then i make i try to make focuses Mm-hmm. Um, so you can focus on these things. Mm-hmm. So they have their own. Each little thing in the zone has its own look. Yep. Right. And then it kind of, it could either get cohesive or sometimes it's a big mess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll know when we hit it, when we turn it on. <laughs> Luckily with Rob Zombie, all those videos have a different style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't like a big deal. Yeah. So right. if it looks mixed matched, like it is, it, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a big collab. Right. So, I mean, I would assume you work pretty close with the set builders then too, right? If the builder, like the set builders are building a particular display or stage, you have to work with them pretty closely to figure out how you're going to light that? Or is it kind of like, here's a set, have fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, kind of in the middle of everything, when they have um, like the final designs, we go in and be like, I, I want to put lights here and we, yeah. can, we um, like make sure that there's structure so we can hang things from these set pieces right? Uh, or little things we can hide lights. Mm-hmm. And then most of the time it's, it's off board. It's, it's on a rooftop or it's right. on a trust tower. <laughs> <laughs> right. What are some stuff that you've done in the past uh, scare zone wise or, or, or otherwise, I guess at the park that you're, you're definitely, you're proud of you're you enjoyed doing where some anything in particular that stands out i'd say the one that i was super proud of because it was one of the first ones that i did and i thought it looked like amazing was a uh, bayou zone Ooh. in central park okay that one was when was was that i think it was 2014 that was I, my first time i remember first i remember year. reading about it i don't think i went through that one because the only the only like marine style one was the Dead Man's Wharf, and I think that was twenty five or twenty six. Yeah, you got me on that one. You're the historian, not me. <laughs> Use those terms very loosely, yeah, sir. Uh, <laughs> twenty six was Dead Man's Wharf. That was twenty six. Okay. Okay. okay, and that one also I felt I was really proud of that one. That one turned out 
fantastic. Mm-hmm. I yeah. loved that one. We did um, everybody. Loved yeah, yeah. So you'll be you'll be happy to know that, that was, we, we did our we did a collaboration with, with another podcast, and we did our own custom. We did create an icon. Create an icon, and he, he used the Dead Man's Wharf. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, because it was a sign in the Dead Man's Wharf, like kind of giving the backstory of it. Like oh yeah, one of yeah, the yeah. captains. So it was right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So I did the... a whole backstory on that captain. That kind of indulges more on that. So that's awesome. If you know somebody, make them listen to that episode because <laughs> I want him coming back as their as his own house, yeah. like a sequel house. But right. you've seen in the past, you, you tend to see a scare zone become a house. Yep. Yeah, yeah, which is point. really. I mean, that's so, to me that's awesome. Like that's really cool how you kind of like almost use scare zones as like a as like an idea yeah. tester, simmer, or whatever you want to call it. Like see how people respond to it. And then maybe we do something more mm-hmm. larger in scale, larger in scope for that. Like for example, I liked the cannibal Viking. Oh, the Viking thing. undead. The Viking the undead Vikings. Those ones were that. That was probably again. I don't have a huge <laughs> history of going to HHN, so I don't really I haven't really seen a whole lot of it. But of what I've seen, that was probably my favorite one so far. Just because I, I tend to be gravi- I gravitate more towards that because it's not an existing property. Like yeah, it's cool to see Zombieland. It's just it's zombies. But like for me. Seeing what can be, what, what you know, what can come up, what can be come up with, you know, without having to use some sort of existing, whether it's a property or character or movie or something like that. So I really like that one. And yeah, is that so? That I'm bad on the terms. What is the name for that pathway? That is Central Park. Central Park. Okay. Central Park. I feel like okay. that one always cool. is the. <laughs> now I know what that's called. That is my that is favorite the best one, I think. area to look. Is it every year? It's consistently just so fun because you get to play with the trees. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that, that also gets to like hold in the light a little. So you have more control oh, yes. over it, I would assume. And I forget, I mean, that was so Viking Undead. And then I think it was Trick or Treat at oh. one point. It was Trick or Treat. I'm going, yeah. And I'm so, I think so, I'm jumping in so between jealous years. I didn't get to see that. There was something, well, because that was another one that went from Scare Zone to House. Yes. Because it was Scare it was Zone one year, year and then it was House. So. That scares almost have been like three years yeah. ago at this point. So we did trick or treat in 2017. Okay. And then 2018 was the house. Okay. And then 2018, I'm trying to remember the scare zone that was there. I don't know. There was people on stilts. I remember that. The stilt walkers. <laughs> so that lots of stilt like, walkers. That looked like Groot. There was like well, we did a tree the, one. It was the pumpkin. It was like a pumpkin. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Harvard. Um, I forget. It was something harvest. Harvest something. Yeah. It was one. Of, okay. It was something like that. <laughs> That, but yeah, back to the original point, that's the best area, I think, obviously, to light. Is that, is that definitely like thought out in the like idea part of the scare zone? Like, when people are coming up with the scare zones, are they like, okay, Central Park is kind of the premier spot, or it's easier to like control? Do you want to put like your A grade ideas over there, or is it just kind of planned however I, somebody decides? I think they theme it to whatever the area is because. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to New York and it's usually like a city style yeah. uh, kind of scare zone. And then um, Central Park's usually something woodsy or something. They, they can tie into that. And then um, lately we've been back in San Francisco and that that can be anything. Because yeah. it's kind of more wide open and it, yeah. it doesn't feel like you're in like a cityscape or anything like yeah. that. You kind of just cool. kind of put whatever over there. And, and I do like, so I, like I said, I'm bad with, is New York the one over by like the Jimmy Fallon? Yes. That part? And I do like that one too because it has that stage aspect. Because I think they, because we did Zombieland and then it was the 
zombie like 85 we did vamp 85 vamp 85 that was a lot of fun that too. one was i got to program a rock and roll show like, basically on the and stage that, and, I, and i feel like that's gotta be super fun especially for you because it's yeah. like yes it's a horror like obviously for horror nights but like there's gonna be a show aspect to it so it's it's very layered in that aspect of like you have to light you know as if it's horror nights but then there's also gonna be like people dancing the yes. thriller on the stage and then like, all of a sudden there's a show yeah like so <laughs> with that i mean is it all timer it's everything i'm sure i'm sure it's like on timers and stuff to basically like switch like you know like every whatever 15 30 minutes or so lights are coming up and stuff like so that's all pre-programmed and those characters just know a timing aspect to it yes essentially okay, oh, okay. That's so there's, there's no manual control at, at all it, when it comes to scares it's kind of just like a button push okay and yeah. it kind of does its own thing and there's some coordinating involved yeah and they you know this characters are around at that time and they know to go up there and yeah. the show's gonna start and like we give them some cues so they know yeah. what's happening so cool. how many people so during the event you're there behind scenes like overseeing like making sure that nothing's like going down or off or whatever like that or at that point it's pretty much running itself okay uh, we are around in case something breaks and to fix things yeah, and maintain. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what I was curious too, where we already kind of discussed, you know, like springtime is when you sort of get the ideas, you start planning, you, I mean, essentially throw the thing up overnight because like we said, you <laughs> can't really have it, you can't have it sitting out for too long. And then once the event's running, it's more of just like a support at that yes. time. Gotcha. So then November 1st hits... Take it out. Strike it. Get it Everything's out. coming down. <laughs> it's Christmas time. And then do you... So you're strictly sticking with Horror Night. So then the cycle continues or what, what's generally... Oh, no. I, so do you go into Christmas? put that Christmas tree up. So you so, go so into you the do other holidays. Too. Okay, all right. That's what I was curious about. So uh, you jump right into that. So then, I mean, does that have less planning or is that like planning being done during That one's kind of... It's done already and you kind of just... It doesn't change. You kind of just put it, it in. Yeah. Yes. I can imagine there's not as many tangibles. It's a Christmas tree. Yeah. So, like, it's... It's Christmas it tree goes up. Uh, it's bright. Some it's rehearsal, happy. and it's ready to go. Um, Which is good, because you're tired. Yeah. Oh, for it's, sure. It's good, yeah. it's good for, like, exactly. phone it in. Like, ah, eh, fuck it. It's a tree. There you go. Have fun. <laughs> it's um, a tree, the decorations, and let's go. Yeah. So then, then, are you mostly on, like, other projects, I guess, from that, like, November until you get the ideas in the springtime? Or what's what's that gap? It's, in there it's basically halloween christmas mardi gras halloween recycle gotcha <laughs> yeah a couple you know two or three months here two three months and then hard but it seems like it seems like Hornets is definitely the more creative side of it for you i feel like correct me if i'm wrong but the other aspects of the year it's more so like you just said kind of this is what we have to do let's throw it up get it working let's maintain get, it let's get to Horror Nights but then once we get to Horror Nights then I can go wild with all my ideas and and every few years something you know they want to do something different so mm -hmm. there's a little more creativity in between yeah now this year did you have anything to do with the um, Christmas like blimps in the oh. the warehouse I think they did like a Christmassy walk oh, through. Yeah, we did the uh, the balloons and the parade floats the in, parade floats that's what it was yes. yeah that was super cool that was and God, I wish we could go back to the time of like having a hundred people in the park because now it's chaos. But like, it was so cool. Just like there was oh, no yeah. way there. Just kind yeah, of walking. It was always through. empty. But it was great. It, I thought it's it was like, cool. It was people, fun. Nobody knows it's here. Yeah, no. And it, it was really cool. You could be five feet away from these from the Macy's Day Parade. You can't get. 
anywhere near. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it was all from you know Universal style property. Like so I think they had like a Minions one, a SpongeBob yes. stuff like that. It was, it was super our, cool. It was our holiday parade, standing still in time right. in the soundstage. It was yeah. very cool. That one, I was hope I was like maybe they'll do. I hope that's like a they continue that. I figured that was more just because like there was nothing going on at that time. I mean the park attendance probably wasn't it wasn't crazy at that point because. I enjoyed going to the parks, <laughs> and that's how I can gauge the attendance, or it's like, ugh, there's too many people now. So I guess, like, kind of covered, like, horror nights and stuff like that. Was So backtracking, I guess, a little bit, was there any, like, horror movies growing up that really inspired you to go towards the film lighting style thing? Was that, I mean, I know, like, as a kid growing up, I was a big Friday the 13th fan. He, Seamus was all in for Halloween, and I was more inspired to go towards film, like, I was mentioning like Kevin Smith and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. the that like really low end where it was like, wow, you could have a a, a, a movie shot on a security Super camera indie. with five <laughs> yep. actors and, and make it as long as it's there and it's good, like you can make. So that kind of resonated with me, where I was like, this is what I want to do because like as long as you do it right, it, you don't know what could happen. But was there anything that inspired you to kind of get into this world of lighting, or, or even just, just anything that kind of got you into the it could be Halloween con- horror yeah. like? Just realm, like obviously you're wearing a Camp Crystal Lake shirt, which we all appreciate. <laughs> which, um, oh, I was, I was, I had one on. Like, but um, like it, you know, is there a particular movie that you saw as a kid that you're like, this is kind of like, like this is why I like the genre. I consider myself one of the uh, HBO kids. Okay, okay. I, I grew up just watching. It. It, it was on HBO. I saw it just crazy obscure movies or like um, <laughs> just whatever was on at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, the B-movie features type, type stuff. Yeah, the crazy <laughs> stuff. Like, you fall asleep and you wake up and you're like, what am I watching? <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, I gotta wait for this to come on again. It's like, yeah, I watched right, it from the beginning. Right, yeah. That happened with, um, this is a little later, but the uh, that crazy Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie with um, Renee Zellweger. Oh, wasn't it like and, three or four or something like that? Like, I forget, could have been. I I forget which, like which one it was, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I forget that. They're, that series has, like, meshed together so much in my head because there's like there's the originals yeah, there's and there's so the reboot them, and then yeah. there's Leatherface and then there's kind of like all the major slashers but... like like all those like blend together but they're all still titled like one through eight one uh, through the next nine. generation next oh, okay. generation yeah, like, right. that sounds yeah. like a Star Trek. yeah yes like it sounds like a Star Trek <laughs> like a, right with like with Texas Chainsaw there's so many like starts and stops starts and stops mm-hmm. reboots whereas like Friday Nightmare Halloween for the most part it's like you know the stories don't coincide but it's part one through nine or you know until we get to fucking space jason but you know that's neither here nor there <laughs> if i yeah. watch the the gate so many times that one messed me up <laughs> in the beginning yeah the I man mean, in the wall yeah <laughs> i watched I, I watched the exorcist when i was probably in like kind of like fourth grade like that was a this is why i'm fucked up <laughs> I think, like, my, me and my buddy were, like, snuck around and we watched, like, Cannibal Holocaust when we were, like, in our teens. It was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like I read I'm Misery gonna... at 7, yeah. so, yeah, I know what, that, I know, I know what that's... Yeah, you were the more more the reader. Yeah, well, between reading Stephen King and other, like, basically Stephen King and, you know, watching movies. I mean, I had a babysitter that let us watch Species when we were, like, like oh, 9 or 10 years old. <laughs> so, yeah, like, there's definitely, like... A, a realm there's definitely a side of it where it's like you know I wasn't supposed to watch some of the stuff I yeah, watched definitely, but yeah. it kind of just you know kind of just happened and yeah. I just kind of get sucked in from there but yeah 
So anything other than like horror movies that you're into? Like, are you a reader? Are you like um, oh, I, video um, gamer? Any, anything in particular? Or? I like um, Stephen King. Oh, okay, good. Um, we got another one. Yeah, <laughs> Towerhead. Are you? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm surprisingly only. I would call it my second and a half turn okay. of the wheel. Yeah. Um, I've read Gunslinger and Drawing a Three multiple times. Wow. Okay. But I've never kept going for right. some reason, and then all of a sudden, like the last year or two, I was like, sucked into I it. need to, I should read it again, and yeah. um, and I've jumped between that, and I picked up some of the comics, but I didn't mm-hmm. finish them, so I was like, I want to start from the beginning again, because yeah. I'm, I'm older now, and it yeah. might read differently, right. and it kind of is. Yeah, so I'm definitely, I'm, I'm actually not much of a Tower fan. But I'm. I've been reading. Like I said, I've been reading his other like horror works since I was a kid, like little kid. I mean, I read Misery when I was way too young to read Misery. Um, you know, I, I, it's my favorite book of all time. I've read The Shining multiple times. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm totally like Nick said. I'm the reader of. Yeah. Uh, nice. the group, I'm trying to get back into. I actually purchased two horror two books? books, and I'm oh. 50 pages into one of wow. them. Wow, <laughs> I know Excellent. that like deserves an applause. I haven't does. read a book it in like, fucking a decade. <laughs> <laughs> one that wasn't told to you told uh, to, you were told to read yeah, in I've, school <laughs> yeah since I, I I think I've read like one book since I've been required to read a book which shame on me I know but I, I I'm trying I'm trying yeah. I know how to read okay <laughs> just choose not to yeah alright so I mean we talked about the past we can't talk about the present but the future is there anything that like you'd love to get your hands on and like play with because it's fun like with those IPs like we always say it's like you get to play with guess, other people's toys. Yeah, if there was if there was like one IP that you wish the like you universe got to pick could some get, like even stuff. even if it's one that like you know they would never get, is there one that you can think of that you would totally like to work on? Because we always talk about the we do like on some other episodes we do mock events and we'll theme them like we did like an all nineties event, we did an all eighties all eighties event. event where we we stick to that that year for the properties and mm-hmm. it's fun to like play what if. So it's like, is there anything in particular? Like as an example, like we would love to see an it house, even though we know it probably will never happen. Yeah, it would but who still be awesome to see an I mean, it house and it scares on something along yeah. those lines. I would love to see or work on um, the mist. Ooh, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good answer. answer. Stick, sticking with Stephen King. Yeah, I yeah, know um, that's a really good answer. I never true. thought of that. And actually, that kind of prompts just like a not to cut you up, but like another question too is like, how does like how much of like the fog and like that aspect like helps hurts the more the better yeah, yeah. like so it just oh, like it's... yeah because it, it, it'll it'll bleed right through it and like evapor- i mean is that something that goes into the program that's a struggle yeah um keeping the fog in, in the scare zones because there are times there are times you can walk through the event and just, just fog if it's everywhere. like too windy out or whatever and just... um, like those real human nights it just stays in the yeah. air and like it's hot as hell out, but yeah. it, it looks perfect out yeah, here. Right. Yeah. And then most of the nights, like a cooler night, it just blows away. Yeah. And I'm like, like uh, in the fuck. Like, damn it. Yeah, now, and because now, like, that affects directly the lighting, and nothing you can do at that point. It's just, like, there. <laughs> I wish right. I had to say, be like, put more foggers in here. Yeah, just right. You run out real quick to, like, spooky or whatever the <laughs> yeah. spirit Halloween grab one, just plug it in and start. Right, blowing more spoken. Oh right. yes, right. the more the more fog, the better. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't want to see anything except the lights and the people. Yeah, uh, I don't want to see the people. Yeah. I want to see them until they're two feet from your face. <laughs> right. Well, that's how I mean. That's the scares right there. <laughs> right. 
and they're right. too busy looking at the you know the other stuff. So um, you said the mist is what else we is there anything the else that you're mist would be cool. I like period stuff, and I don't I haven't um we used to do some period things, and um, we did one when I first started in 2014 with the masquerade, and that was kind mm-hmm. of fun to play with some Victorian looks and things like that. Yeah. And try mm-hmm. and, uh, so period stuff would be cool to do. So I'm actually trying to look back at what at our mock events now too to see what we even put on the map. Oh, I remember we wanted to do a, oh. a blockbuster house. <laughs> so these were yeah. So yeah, well we did yeah just for shits and gigs. I'll read you off this one. Um, so our '90s one we did a Stephen King house, a Scream, Silence of the Lambs, but then we did a Y2K house, <laughs> which is like really an original cool. based off of like the fear of Y2K coming, like nuclear holocaust, like right you know, airplanes like flying out of the sky. <laughs> um, we had a Saturdays cartoon, like you know, cartoons were all the rage. So you know, yep. the subliminal messages of like the cartoons coming through telling the children to kill their parents, <laughs> almost like video drum style. Um, <laughs> Blockbusted, which is just a going through a haunted blockbuster. <laughs> but then our scare zones, we had the actually we you would like this one too because we talked about it earlier it was the Attitude ERIP. So instead of the Attitude Era, it's just like a wrestling scare zone okay. of like <laughs> zombie wrestling. Hulk Hogan, zombie Stone Cold <laughs> oh Steve Austin, like right mashups are fun. Yeah, uh, we had a Zomboys scare zone, so that would be like with the New York, so it'd okay. all be like zombie boy bands. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just dumb shit like that. Yeah, just but, stupid, stupid shit. But those are, I mean, those are just some of the things yeah. that we, oh man, I want a wrestling scare So have you considered, like, <laughs> do you ever want to work on, like, the houses themselves? Or is, like, are you kind of happy doing this, the, the street stuff? Or I would love to take a crack at the houses. Yeah, like, is it something that's often comes up for you? Like, are you ever given the opportunity to do something like that? Or is it still kind of just, like, you've been doing what you've been oh, doing? Oh, there's a team that has that on lock. Yeah. And they're so good at it. Yeah. I'm sure. Like, I don't want to mess that up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I figure it's tough at this point where... I think if I got asked, and I'm like, they're still here. Like, why are you asking yeah. me? It's one of those, like, waiting games to, like, kind of, like, people that serve, like, at Disney and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like, there's, like, a waiting list. Like, you're not going to be able to just go apply. Yeah, and I would at... assume that it's not like you can just walk in and be like, hey, guys, I want to work on a house this year. Like, I'm sure they have to kind of, like, invite you in on in on that. But along the same it, line... It's something you, you, you work towards. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're on that team. So we, we do have teams, and mm-hmm. um, it's not the usual thing for us to to jump between the projects like you're kind of like if you're doing scare zones you're doing scare zones because you're you're there till 10 o'clock uh till like six in the morning all right um, because we have to work when the park's closed right so there's like that team so those people that start uh with the houses you know they get that experience and they're the ones that Mm -hmm. uh end up uh doing right. like the programming and yeah. uh the more creative parts of the the scare zones yeah and you don't want to stretch people too thin too if you're like hey you got scare zones and these two houses one of the three may like fall sh- a little short not by like anybody's abilities but just because like you can only do so much mm-hmm. if you have enough people to focus on like you know how big i mean how bigs are the are, are like the teams and so how many people generally are like behind the There's... scenes on the lighting aspect i guess there's between four and six okay. uh, at a time. Okay. So still a small number, but it's not like it's, anyone's like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure people don't feel like they're like being stretched too far where it's an impossible task. I mean, 
you know what you guys can handle each and mm. you've done it before so it's like everyone's kind of veterans at this point so it's not you know unfeasible for it to get completed i guess right do they ever get to like do you ever get to like give ideas when you when it comes to like the planning phase like do they ever ask like the whole like the whole no it's just like they have a specific like team creative their own thing oh, yes. do their own thing yes. lighting their own thing they never yes. like hey if anybody has great ideas come, come give them to no, us I don't think there's a shortage of <laughs> yeah I'm sure they have a laundry list of like we got how we yeah, got I just, HHM I feel 40 like, plan I feel like I'd be the dude like working the rock and roller coaster or not uh, the, the like one of the roller coaster rides like I don't even have anything to do with HHM. I'd be like hey yeah, I get an idea for Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. I'd be it that does, guy. It does happen. <laughs> you, you're walking through the park and you're checking things and they're like, hey, you I should. got this idea. Yeah, hey, you should do something about wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Beat it, kid. <laughs> I would totally be that person. Yeah, it's definitely stuff that's kind of on lock and it... I would assume, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of... It's already happening. Yeah, it's right. like three years from now, they... Already have we know much they kind of know what's going on yeah. to an extent. Yeah. yeah, no, that was that was definitely one of the most eye-opening things when I went on one of the daytime like walkthrough tours last know, last year, two years ago, two years ago, <laughs> um, and that was like just coming from like film myself and like I love being that creative aspect. That was always what definitely interested me the most. Where it was like they'll probably tell you more things on. On those tours than I know. Yeah, I mean, they, they're definitely very knowledgeable. So if anybody's listening and is like on the fence, just like sign yeah. up for one because oh, those yeah, do are that. awesome. Oh, yeah. They are I wanna so informative. Yeah, we did the three house, but going forward, I will just do we should just the do most. The, we should just do all of the because they did because <laughs> like, like it, to do it. It does vary um, on what they're allowed to do and say. Yeah, because um, I think they did a three and a six. There was something where like only one house I think was not like technically right. allowed, right. which I think it might have been us. But I think there was something with Jordan Peele and stuff like that. But depending on if it's an IP or an original, like you can only take photos in there at certain spots, like yeah, and you know they can only reveal X, Y, and Z about you know behind the scenes right. stuff on that. But it's just it, it's very interesting, and the original ones are the best because like the people that give you the tours know the story you go through a house and like you get the gist of a story but it's not read out to you it's not like you actually see it when you walk through the house you're like oh shit like this okay now i get the characters the story more i i, I get the whole thing whereas when you walk through you're like oh cool this is you know i get it there's a the little kid who didn't want to give his tooth away and here we are killing the family <laughs> like if you walk through which i will be doing in the fall i'm fully expecting like explanations for each little person or each kill or each you know father mm -hmm. figure or whatever yep yeah but. it's very cool how much uh time they put into these stories and like you almost wish that you could see the movie that this is probably could be based on yeah it's and it blows my mind that still like there's it's just horror nice like the fact that there's not and I mean, I guess to to not plug, but also plug some of our other episodes, <laughs> we we did a whole episode of like casting um, actors as icons. But it kind of is like blows my mind a little bit that there is no show or movie about icon. I mean, they have great backstories. It's all written. The designs there. I mean, all you need is a production company to pick it up. So it's like surprising. Hey, Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Netflix, Hulu, get off your ass. <laughs> or Peacock, I guess now is the. 
the place that you gotta it's be. Like, because the big one. Come on, Netflix. We do houses for you all the time. Right yeah, now, for us, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like exactly. it's just, cool. it blows my mind that there's not something in the media world. Hey, you never know. HHM. One day it could happen. Maybe it, we're still too niche, too <laughs> down, down in Florida. I mean, nobody... fuck them. They make like 13 <laughs> Blumhouse movies a year. Like no one needs <laughs> Purge 15. Like Jack the Clown is a better story. Like there, there's plenty more movies. I mean. And I know Blumhouse makes them for like, you know, five million dollars, and they turn out thirty-five million. I'm right. like, that's the the big deal. But you can make these smaller budget. Is there any? Is there any? I mean, this is kind of getting way off topic from what Nick was saying. But <laughs> um, is there any crossover between Orlando and Hollywood? Like, are you working with anybody from across parks to say, hey, what are you doing for this? Like, is there anything particular we should think about, or do you share ideas? Like if somebody say for example, if there's a scare zone in Hollywood like last year, and you're doing it this year, do you work with teams across parks? To... Ever? Not, uh, not the technical side okay. that I've seen, but it seems like if there's a house in Hollywood, sometimes we'll get it or we'll do it at the same time, and it seems to be something that's happening a little more. Yeah, because they've done that with the Universal Monsters and. The House of a Thousand Corpses, and then that those are the only two off the top of my head. Yeah, have you seen any of the, like the speculative stuff out there? Do you like read about or see <laughs> any of those? Because it comes across. Yeah, do you just laugh? <laughs> just sit there and go, "These guys are nuts." Way off. <laughs> Sometimes so. it's like, "Wow, okay." Who do you know? <laughs> right? Like who talks? Yeah. <laughs> And that's why there's the meeting at 8 a.m. on Monday morning. Oh, that's what, so I kind of stay around. Bob walks like, out of the office crying. Like, that's why Joe got fired. <laughs> like, I'll scroll through. I'm like, oh, I just keep going. Yeah, I'm like, forget about going. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't want to know. Well, I don't want to know. Yeah, no. Yeah, because there's stuff. Nah, it doesn't matter. I was going to say, there's stuff out there, but we want to take a trip at some point to go to L.A. Just to, like, Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to do that. That'd be so cool. The difference is, because it, it, it'll be interesting, interesting this year, because I'm not sure how much is... You know, California is way behind us in like you know the opening process. So I'd be curious what what state their event is in mm-hmm. and like what their requirements or whatever are. I mean, it, who knows? I mean, everything changes either so quick or so fast at this point with guidelines and whatnot. Could be a full fledged event out there. Could be very limited. Who knows? Because I think there's still California. Well, that's Disney, but they're only California resident only in the parks. I believe. Yeah, I don't have no idea. At Disneyland. So <laughs> that would have to lift. But we're, I'd, I'd like to get out there because they do do different stuff out there. It's not yes, it's a different the experience same. And, and out there. And even if it's the same house, Universal Monsters or whatever, has been at both places, but I'm sure the other one was different than our version to an extent. So it would be fun to still kind of see the different takes on it. I mean, the more, more houses and scare zones, the better. I mean, there's really yeah. nothing else to say on that aspect. I just... <laughs> The more the better. Has anybody ever, like, this is, again, random, but has anybody, like, visited, like, the event? Like, so, for example, like, you, you did a scare zone for Rob Zombie. Has he ever, like, anybody like that ever come to this park to see what you guys worked on? Or is it more so they talk to the team out in California and then you guys get the... It seems like everything, lots of stuff like that comes from California first. Yeah. And then uh, kind of gets filtered down to us. I think we've done that with Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. um, and we get Slash did something. I think too at some point. Yeah, the Slash's music has been in the house for monsters. We did an Alice Cooper vignette for when uh, we had our new uh, 
people. It, the, the last iteration of the Lagoon show, we had an Alice Cooper vignette, and that was really cool. And we did Chucky yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. Classic Monsters. Yeah. That's something I forgot about the whole Lagoon show and stuff like that. So does that fall into your, like, wheelhouse as, like, Scares Owner is, like, that's show its own a thing. different thing? Yeah, yeah, that's a show. Okay. That has its own crew. Is that grouped with, like, the other stage show? They, they, they usually have, I mean, whether it was the Bill and Ted's or the Academy of Villains, is, like, shows kind of grouped like scare zones is it's then it kind of like branches out there's like there's that show crew okay. for the lagoon show and then there's the show crew so each one has for, its own yeah and they, thing. they have their own crew and they gotcha. stay in their venue and like i did rocky horror for oh nice the first three oh, years i love rocky horror that I was it. i i never got to see it so i really hope that at some point like i get to see something rocky horror because we met, I met um, and got the Brad autograph. Brad was at Spooky Empire uh, last week, and then when I was at karaoke the other night, someone rang, <laughs> sang a Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's awesome. <laughs> but I'm a huge fan of that stuff, and I, I miss the days too when Universal, the Cinemark, used to do Rocky Horror Picture Show yes. every two weeks throughout the whole year. Every two oh, weeks. Oh yeah, it was awesome. I hope that comes back. That would be good. I mean, I think of all the things to come back, I think you know with touching and guidelines and like throwing shit at people like that'll probably be a little ways away for people to be like oh let's go do it i mean i'll i'll go do it i don't give a shit but like <laughs> hopefully that like come fall time there's a couple of rocky horror That'd be showing cool. somewhere yeah i think it was the last year i did it so after the three years we took a year or two off and then it came back mm-hmm. um patricia quinn came Oh, um, nice. She was here for Spooky, and mm. she um, she watched the show, and we that's did a photo cool. op with her, and that's she was awesome. super nice. Yeah, that's that's cool. So have you have you had any other encounters of like people from their properties like coming to check stuff out? Like the kid we we were talking about Spooky. I forget the actor's name, but the kid that played the the child in Chucky, like Child's Play One. Yes, he's like from like Tampa or something. He's from the area because he's at Spooky Empire. I've every met time. him at Spooky, but I don't think he comes, comes to the event. Yeah, because I know like. Chucky scare zone like two years ago or something right like, and he's like you wouldn't notice him he could literally just walk oh, around yeah. and no one he was would a like, regular dude yeah so like I, I could imagine it'd be kind of fun to like, walk around the scare yeah, zone I wonder, you wonder, like hey I I was this guy I'd be like yeah dude whatever like yeah, get he, out of my way he was walking around spooky and I didn't recognize him and mm-hmm. I got introduced to him I was like oh hey yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like you could definitely hide in and place, he's super like, cool he's like a great yeah. guy oh he's, yeah, he's yeah. super nice I think that I mean I I don't really know if I have anything else. No, I mean, I'm, I, I, to be honest, it's really cool to kind of get this perspective from it. Like, obviously, we're just two jokers to sit here and talk in front <laughs> yeah. of a mic about something we we enjoy. So to talk to somebody that actually lives it every day, I think, is really cool. And jealous. And it's, yeah, a little jealous. A little jealous, yeah. It's amazing. To me, personally, it's amazing to work for this event that, like, millions of people see. Right. It's Yeah. And I mean, you, like... That's you out there. Like you did that, mm-hmm. and with, right. with this like amazing team, mm-hmm. and there's so many people involved, and mm-hmm. do you and think, it's just so cool. You see like these like these videos of people putting on like these YouTubers that have millions of followers and like get to see your like like work on, on a video or on a commercial or and those people you know those people don't get to hear what like people think about it, except on like in the comments right, where it's right. just people with these crazy comments but like i get to walk through the event and i get mm-hmm. to and i walk and they don't see them. they don't and it's cool because these people don't know who you are and yeah and you walk through and you just hear whoa 
yeah and, and yeah. you see people get scared and you're like, ah, like, like that's so it. cool yeah. gotcha yeah. Like, I told you to put that light there <laughs> right like, gotcha fucker <laughs> and I and it's so cool cause they do like like this character's they get recognition for for getting scares and things like that. So, and I'm walking around and I like see them doing something cool, or, like getting a good scare. So I walk up to a coordinator and like hey, recognize them. this guy. Yeah, yeah they yeah. did a great job. But, and I guess jumping back, saying that I thought I was done, but when you made that comment, do you like when you're planning scare zones and like lighting and stuff like that? Do you keep in mind you're like, hey, this would be a good spot. Like this is kind of like no lights are hitting this area. Scare actor will be a good to like hang out here and then pop out like is that yeah i try to give them some dark spots yeah because you know like where the scenic is getting placed that's probably where they'll put somebody or this character will, they'll like they'll get into the groove of their area and they're yeah. like, hey, they'll see what works mm-hmm. and like so i tried to think ahead of that because there's no changing it yeah once it's later up, it's up. so i'm like so yeah. i right. I try to leave these dark spots for them. And yeah. certain, like Central Park is so easy. Yeah. Because yeah. like we said earlier, you have full control in there. Like there's no, I mean. It's the closest to lighting a house I get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Which I mean, God, it's my favorite. I can't wait for this year just to. Yeah, we're talking about it now. Yeah. I'm super no, excited. I mean, hey, we're, we're just about three months out. I mean, at this point, yeah, once June hits, there. I mean, September 3rd, thankfully it's starting a little bit earlier this year. So I'm getting, not to say I'm getting excited. I've been excited. But now I can like. You can almost start to look forward to it now because, like, it's within reach. Whereas yeah. before, it's like, oh God, it's just like there's no point in like getting excited <laughs> for it because I still have to wait eight months or nine months. And, I think, know. especially this year, it's definitely it's a different beast because yeah, everybody's obviously over a year. Exactly. Yeah. We've been like just biting at the, at the bit. Chomping yeah. at the bit. Exactly. I see it everywhere. Yeah. Like, people cannot yeah. wait. Yeah. So, I guess, and again, we keep extending. We say, oh, well, it's, yeah. it's then, it's then. But, like, so as a person that works and kind of designs it, is it. Is it harder to like knowing like some of the things that are gonna be there, and like waiting for them to release information, or is it like does it do is it fun to like know some like you know oh this is gonna be sick and I can't wait till people re- I, react to it or I think there's a little bit of anticipation of his. I've grown to be a fan. Yeah. Like I really enjoy some like a lot of the things that come out of this, and just from coming the first couple of years as a guest, right and just being excited about it and just seeing everything and it's kind of like being able to go every year because right. like, you know you get to go yeah. right exactly and, uh, you kind of if you're really into it so especially like these anniversary years when they they come back to things you, like, you, you, you kind of get excited yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool no i'm it's definitely going to be a fun year so i guess looking back to on this year with obviously it being postponed and stuff like that has i mean your schedule got bumped like a whole year essentially was there a lot more is it like more time to tinker or was it like we kind of know what we're doing already i've had a little extra time to work on things it's kind of like polish i guess so a it's bit. it's kind of cool to because um if you get time to kind of go over something mm-hmm. uh more than once you kind of kind of get to keep that in the pocket yeah and use it later like gotcha. use those like little tricks you always learn like new skills and i'm always learning something new so i've had i've had over a year to learn more to learn more things and now so because i during covid and everything the lockdowns and we were closed i got to take my computer home yeah nothing to do but like i sat and just polish things i sat and i watched videos on on the cad program yeah 
and I learned everything I could. I watched hours and hours. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's nothing else to do. And I was like, do. oh my God, you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> so I took I took parts of that and I, re, I like rebuilt, I did drawings all over again mm-hmm. and I learned, uh, learned things from scratch that I didn't have time to do in the beginning. Right. Um, and now I take that and put it into these designs. Yeah, that's cool. And it just, it makes things a little more efficient. Yeah. And I... Going to film school, you learn that pre-production, pre-production, pre-production. That aspect. is the most important. Yep. That makes things so much smoother when you're mm-hmm. putting it in. Right. Yeah. So in short terms, just get fucking ready because yeah, no, we've yeah, had it makes a lot more exciting. time to tinker and play. Yeah. And this is going to be a big thing. Do you think? So now I'm kind of torn between this too. It's like people obviously are like, you know, like waiting for the event. But I'm I'm curious to think if like it's going to be more more popular because it was off or like it seems like it's still the same amount of people that are like going to go to the event is it going to gain more people because it was off for a year I'm I'm trying to like just like in my head gauge what how busy and how crazy it's going to be I couldn't tell you that is a tough gauge and that's what like I'm kind of torn between the aspect of like it's going to be crazy every night because everyone has like waited a year or it's like there's still like only the same amount of people that like are capable to come i mean locals are locals we'll be there as often as we can it sounds like they're anticipating it because if you look the schedule there's only two nights every week that it's not happening yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Dates more yeah <laughs> they're usually they're going starting for a little bit earlier that's what i was hoping for i was like come on august dates come on august. just mm-hmm. like in like because like, even if it was like August 29th, and I'm like, please no August. 8th. Yeah, right, no right, August 8th. Right. <laughs> like even if it's like the last day in August, I'm like, it just like visually for me, I'm like, ooh, it's a little bit closer. Like I can reel it in now. Like yeah, we're almost there. I think obviously as guests, we're definitely oh, on, I'm just on a different, uh, a different. Yeah. Oh no. You know, excitement meter for that, but oh for sure. And it's you can tell like that first night. Cause that's when that's the surge. Like the, that's oh, I'll be oh, there. I, like, I hate that. It, I hate that I go on opening night, but I, I but you have to. Oh yeah, no. Like, I, I walk out not. there in the front of the park. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh man. Yeah, I'm gonna do the stay and screen <laughs> this year. I'm getting inside the park ahead of time. I'm gonna hang out like probably by Duff's so I can hit like the MIB that is tents the place and to be. And like that way, I just I'm just gonna skip all that. Like I've I've done that the last like five years and. I, I did opening night once I've lived here, but the other times it's late September that I come down. But yeah, I don't want to deal with the sea of people, but like it's opening night, so you can't not go. Mm-hmm. Like, catch 22. Yeah, when I bring guests, when I bring friends, we stay and scream. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go right to the back, hang out yeah. at Duff's, knock out the first three tents. Yeah, because the first two tents, and then yeah. the other one opens up usually later. And then we'll go to the front, mm-hmm. and we usually. If we do like a Thursday or a Wednesday, we'll usually get through everything. Yeah. Those are my days. Thursday, Wednesday, Sundays. Like I usually don't do the pass that includes the Saturdays. Um, just because it's chaotic <laughs> it and like insane. I don't want to go. Yeah, like, no. like it seems like kind of a waste of time for me because like I'm not going to wait in those lines and I'm not going to pay for express because Saturday I can go any other day. Saturday seems like those nights where the parents are fed up with the kids and they <laughs> they buy them tickets and they drop Just them off. Go. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all set with Saturday nights. I'll, <laughs> I'll stick to my Wednesday Sunday or Thursday Sunday and I'll be happy. Yeah, we have a routine: football and then football hard nights. Nice. Football hard nights. <laughs> get get lubed up a little bit and then you yep. keep, the, keep the train rolling. Yep. 
All right. Well, I think that that runs us pretty dry. Yeah, that was questions. awesome. It was, it was really super, cool. I, super, I was super, very super excited for this episode to kind of learn the behind the scenes a little bit because it's just such a intricate aspect and you know coming from similar molds being able to kind of pick the brain and see the creative side of it was just really really super cool i hope everyone i'm definitely gonna be more cognizant now of it so like i'm walking i'll be looking Justin. for where the lights <laughs> i mean not that i don't do that already but like i think more consciously i'll be thinking about it so that's it's it, yeah it's been really cool to kind of learn that side of it we're here to raise awareness for lights yeah yeah <laughs> respect the lights yeah <laughs> All right, guys. And the audio and the effects. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, the, all the effects. Well, we'll, all the effects. But we're not talking to an audio guy. We'll plug, we'll plug that when we get the audio guy on here. Yeah, so if you know any audio guys that want to talk to us, we totally uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be down to do that. We'll do the same thing for every little ask. We'll give everybody their due once they come on here. <laughs> all right, guys. We have obviously our big episode next time. Well, not even next week. I wouldn't say like Tuesday. Larger in size episode. Yeah. This is a pretty, pretty big episode. This is a big itself. one. But we have our one-year anniversary episode. But our, yeah. This is our COVID creation. <laughs> this, is, this was our COVID creation. So, it really was. So we are one year in. So May 25th, it's a Tuesday, which is actually also 100 days until Horror Nights. Yep. Pressure's on, Justin. <laughs> Time's ticking. Uh, we are going to be joined by HHM365. We're going to be joined by the Scream Queens. We're going to be joined by Haunter's Podcast. And we are going to be talking about our top five things that we are most anticipating for this year, whether that's just that first night feeling, whether that's that first shipyard, whether it's just the smell of the fog, a certain you know potential IP, whatever. The mo- the five most things we are just anticipating, and then we will chit chat about old houses, icons, and old IP houses. But until next time, this is Nick. This is Seamus. Happy haunts. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.